You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another podcast. Kind of laughing a little bit because I totally messed up the intro about, I guess, two times now. And so if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, you didn't hear all the mess ups. I had to go back and do this again. But my live chat saw it. My live chat heard. They saw the whole thing. So there we have it. Before we begin, of course, I'd like to thank Nine Line Apparel. The Welcome to Rebellion shirts, I think there's like uh, four days left to get them. It's on their fourth run. Can you believe that? It's pretty unbelievable. Use code DRUNK3PO if you go to the store, the website. Get 20% off anything in the store. I want to thank them. We did a lot of amazing things with them and some really cool stuff happening in the future. So go check out Nine Light Apparel. Also head over to geeksandgamers.com. It's a lot of amazing stuff. Amazing content creators, other podcasts, other channels, other things over there that might interest you. Head over there as well. And we're going to get right into the show. Uh, as my live chat is roasting me, but before I bring McKenna on, I just want to say um, my my one of my best friends just hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he's having a celebration the same time we're live recording this. And so I'm, I'm just so happy for you, Ryan. I know you listen to this thing later. So congratulations, buddy. Uh, you finally did it. That, that's so that's so incredible. So incredible. So without further ado, please welcome McKenna to the show. How are you, McKenna? Hi, guys. Good. I just love that intro day. I'm, I'm the one that said welcome. She says hi, guys. So, you know, but you doing okay? Yeah, good. That intro was pure entertainment. So, couldn't beat that. Uh, I mean, I'm still getting used to all this. I'm still getting used to all this. Everyone is saying hello and every everybody. My good friend Adam Krigler is in the chat saying get roasted. Wow, there he is. That's a professional. See, that's the problem when you do these live recordings. You have like professional podcast people show up, then they watch, and then they, you know, then they criticize. So, is that forever of... memorialized on YouTube? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, there you pretty go. Much. I see you guys. Everyone is saying hello to McKenna. If you're listening on Spotify and you want to see the live recording, we record these on YouTube so you can. Come check that out as well. Um, if you don't know, the guest that I have now is a world traveler. She climbs mountains. She does one of those things where uh, if you go to a gym, they have these little rubber, these little rubber edges out, and she climbs those things with the <laughs> with grace and ease. At least I haven't seen the video footage of you falling yet. And, that I never uh, post. <laughs> And uh, she's also an amazing, amazing person in my in my in my life. So it's it's good to have you on finally. We've been talking about this for a long time, and my goodness, the chat is just so happy that you're here. I think I don't think I've seen them this happy for any other guest because there was a time where my life was in your hands. I know, and you survived <laughs> just barely too, but you survived. And my my uh, my people were like, "Don't die, Jay. Who is this person? Is, is something bad gonna happen to you?" 
on this uh, on this hike because they they were like you, sh you shouldn't be hiking mountains with anybody. So well, just wait until I hear where we're going next. Yeah, that will be. That's really going to be something. We'll we'll save that near the end. Exactly. We'll, we'll save that. Uh, we'll save that. We'll save After that I have you here. sign the waivers again, then we can <laughs> announce it. But no, thank you for having me. It's an honor being here. Oh, of course. You'll probably see her. You 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 see a lot of McKenna on my other channel, Jaywalking the Planet, where she takes me on a, a crazy adventures around wherever wherever we are, wherever she wants to take me. Um, my life, my life is in her hands. So that's scary thought, scary thought, because I didn't even know this. Like, here's the funny story. We'll get into this and then we'll, we, I want to, we're going to get into McKenna's early travels before she met the craziness of Jay. But, um, I put out something, I think it was on Instagram. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. I put something out there like on an Instagram story saying, Hey, I'm looking for someone that <laughs> knows how to climb mountains or so something, something stupid like that. I put that out there and I was like, I'm just looking for someone to, to help guide me. Cause I want to start traveling in America and go to places like Yellowstone and high mountains and Alaska and Montana and all these, all these different places. And I'm like, is there anybody out there? Just let me know. And I think you responded to that. It was you and about six yeah. other people sent me a, sent me a message. And it was like, I had to start this filtering process. Uh, and, and oddly enough, it was all women. It was all women who sent me a message. It wasn't one guy that was like, I ain't working with this fool. <laughs> It wasn't one guy that responded. It was all women that responded. And I had to, uh, I had to, to weed out the process of people and McKenna passed with flying colors. Uh, one person that responded was just like, Oh man, I can take you. I can do this. I can do that. I was like, have you ever done this before? No, nah, but it'll be fun. And I was like, yes, it's not exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> Although, you know, you didn't ask me for a list of uh, where I'd been or credentials or anything like that. You pretty much did just kind of throw your life into my hands and hope for the best. Yeah, but it's, but, but you did say that I was the easiest person you've ever worked with. Yes. Yep. And I still stand by that. Yeah, so I think right. I had posted a video because, and, you know, a lot of people who are watching now have, have seen us talk about this, but I was not very present online before yeah. you and I started hiking. Um, so I very rarely posted a photo of myself or a video of myself, but I think I posted a video of me in Tahoe, um, all bundled up because it was winter, it was freezing, yeah. but I love Lake Tahoe. So I posted this video and I remember you commented and you said, okay, take me here. And I think that's when yeah. I, I reached out and we started talking um, and the rest is history. Yeah. And that my, my biggest fear was, I was like, okay, this woman works with like ice picks and axes. And the last thing I want is, uh, <laughs> some crazy person to show up at my, at my, uh, at my door and, uh, not do exactly. But the, the, the other thing was <laughs> that you were an awesome photographer. Like, I think that's what put it all together. It was like, you're a hiker. You're a climber, you're a camper, but on top of all that, you take tons of photos 
and you take them very well. So, uh, and I, I think all that together was like, okay, listen, I was like, this is what I want to do. Can you make this happen? And she was like, yes. And McKenna kept yeah. asking, do you want this? Do you want this? And I just went, I, I don't know. Just, I, I'll just plan it out. <laughs> yeah, literally. Out, like just all I want. I, and I finally told her, I said, I'm going to be in Vegas. Pick me up at a hotel. And, um, take care of everything. Like, I, I just trust you. Like, here's yeah. the money. Here's this, uh, pick me up. I'm going to be in Vegas for a couple of days. I might be tired <laughs> and, yeah. uh, just take care of everything. That's all I wanted. Didn't want anything else. And she did perfectly. That is um, literally how it went down. I mean, you and I, you know, we, we had met in Florida. I flew to Florida. So we spent, I think it was two or three days. Yeah. Been a few um, days, right? Because we were completely strangers, and I'm also a big supporter of the Second Amendment. You thought, okay, Disney, in case she's crazy, at least I'll take her to somewhere very public. <laughs> so I met up in Disney, and then um, I think immediately after that, started to plan the the next trip. And you literally had no idea where I was going to take you. So you just said, take me somewhere where there's mountains. So yeah. you had the meetup in Vegas, um, mm -hmm. and I remember at that point, I'd kind of given you some heads up as to what kind of terrain we would be in. Obviously we had to get you some gear. So I kind of had to uh, to navigate that with you. But then you had no idea if we were staying in the area after Vegas or if I was flying you to another state. You had no clue. That's how either crazy or courageous you are, kid flip, either way. I just figured I'd lived like in some of the worst countries. Like what could, what could one per where could someone take me in America that would be like rough? And uh you met all those expectations because not one person has ever made me sleep outside on the ground before. And uh that was something I'll never forget. Not it, yet. It, it's uh, it's on video now, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the experience. That was uh that was something. That was uh definitely definitely something but before all that uh before all that where when did when did all this when did this travel bug like bite you right in the face like when did this happen like was just start from yeah. the beginning or whatever just so um it's it's funny really because i'm from tennessee and i actually have my roots in music i was on broadway plays growing up and um, played six different instruments and performed locally and completely thought that I was headed to Nashville. I mean, I met different bands, I met different musicians, um, most of whom now are famous, and I, I, that was my goal. Um, I was obsessed with, with that for years. And then I can actually pinpoint the dates that everything changed for me. And then I suddenly fell in love with traveling and with adventure and exploration. I was a teenager and I won a competition to go on a National Geographic expedition across Peru with National oh, wow. Geographic adventurers, um, explorers, photographers, videographers, um, writers. It was phenomenal. And so I went on this 
crazy expedition my mom went with me where I literally found myself um, fishing for piranhas on a river in the Amazon, um, trekking across Cusco and Sacred Valley, which are just gorgeous. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I stayed in a hut, like an open air hut in the middle of the Amazon uh, where there were literally monkeys trying to get into our room, where the shower was an open shower in the middle of everything, like a crazy experience. And so as a teenager, that opened my eyes to the world. And I absolutely fell in love with uh, traveling and have been in love with it. I have a monkey story too. Do you? When I spent time in Kenya, Africa, the they decided like after a week of building these uh, rain catchers, it's just basically when the, when it rains, it slides off a roof into a giant basin. Uh, very difficult. I don't know why. It just took a long time to get those things going. We went out to the Maasai jungle and we stayed in these giant tents. And by the bed, there was all these ropes. Like you laid down and there was like tons of ropes just like dangling over the bed. And I was like, the guy who brought us in is like, okay, Jay, you're going to stay here. And I was like, what are all the ropes for? He's like, oh, you got to tie everything down. Everything. Luggage, bags, anything you don't want. Your sh if you're not, the shoes aren't on your feet, you tie them to the bed. I was like, oh why? Like monkeys, man. The monkeys come in, they yep. steal stuff and run out. Yep. So I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, things you would never think about, much less find yourself in the middle of it. Man, um, I'm tying everything to that bed I could think of. And, and then, like, you know, you try to sleep and you hear, like, like scratching. You wake yes. up and you're like, monkey? That yep. monkey in my <laughs> Yep, I can completely relate to that. Oh, man. So... Did you guys have, like, um, any monkeys sneak inside the room? Yeah, they stole all my uh, fruit. Oh, man. I had apples, pears, and um, for some reason, they, they in the tent, they brought, like, fresh fruit. And, yeah. Um, they I didn't eat. I, apparently, I was supposed to eat it all in the morning. I was supposed to eat the two apples and the two pears and before lunch. And when we went out, I came back, and it looked like my room had been... They had gone through the room and all the fruit was gone. And, and the That's guy that terrible. was there was like, man, you left the fruit out. What's wrong with you? I was like, uh, I need detailed information. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, well, no, it's, it's funny when you travel abroad, it's the little details of the day in day out life there. They don't always remember to tell you the details. Sometimes it really is, you know, um, now did you have to sleep with like a mosquito over your bed? Yeah, they had one, yeah. and they rolled it out. Mm -hmm. um, they rolled it up during the day, but you rolled it down at night, and it kind of just covered over you. But uh, I didn't like it because it, it it was very – I felt like it was hard to breathe. Yeah. And you couldn't feel the breeze. And, um, yeah, I, I didn't like it, but it, they said it was necessary for malaria mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, So we did it. So the other thing for the Amazon, and I'm assuming it's the same, um, it was so damp everywhere. So um, like it was humid, it was so humid. Mm. So the sheets were literally wet at night. 
So, I mean, your bed's wet, the sheets are wet, your clothes are wet, everything is just gross. That's one thing that you don't think about going into the jungle is just the little details like that. Um, so I just remember not getting much sleep on that entire trip. Well, when you took me to California <laughs> and we slept outside, I didn't get much sleep there either because all I heard was there's bears here, there's a bear box, bears come down, bears this. And I'm like, we sleeping outside and there's bears? Like, yep. I could deal with like little rodents. I could deal with monkeys stealing my apple. But what am I going to do if a giant bear sniffs my face in the middle of the night? Um, but that's why I couldn't. But didn't take long for McKenna to fall asleep just fine. And yeah. uh, <laughs> staring into the stars and off she goes. So so you caught the you're, you're in Amazon. You come back home and you're just like. Or was it like, all right, I'm ready, ready to go. So where did you go next? Do you remember? So I was a teenager. So I was still in high school. Um, so at that point, I did everything that I could to redesign my entire life around exploration. Um, so I was in a very rigorous program. Um, I don't know if I've ever, ever told you this beforehand, but I was in an online high school that was international as well. So I was actually in school with students from the Middle East, from Europe, um, from Africa. It was phenomenal. And um, I started every, so I was very studious. I was the kind of student that was literally up at 4 a.m. to study languages before school and then read books after school. So I was a little bit crazy. Um, and I did everything that I could in school to dive into languages and to dive into just learning anything that I could um, about the world. Like literally would sit there and hand sketch um, the world map just to learn the countries. So um, while I was finishing out school and getting ready for college, I literally ditched music and dove into to travel. So I traveled around Europe at that point, started to introduce myself to different countries as I went. You, all right. All right. Because, all right, I got to stop you there. The Europe travel. Yeah. Was it backpacking, hitchhiking, train, hostel? Yeah. Was it all, all of the that? above except hitchhiking. Yeah. Hitchhiking. Yeah. So I stayed in hostels. Um, I went on some some school trips, some business trips. I've always started like started my own businesses since I was young. So I actually had some business trips at that age as well. Um, I had started a nonprofit with a woman based in Jordan that was engaging uh, literally thousands of students across the globe in um, like debates um, about politics. So I would travel to different countries to run that and basically just any opportunity that I had to book a plane ticket, I, I took it. Um, and then I started to introduce myself into hiking, and that was an experience in and of itself. I am living proof that anyone can get into hiking because I was a complete idiot. I had no idea what I was doing, and I had to teach myself from scratch. That's um, exactly what you said to me. Yeah. Like, and here I am looking at her pictures. You know, Kenneth's freaking strong. She's showing me video of her like climbing up mountains in a gym or whatever those those rock climbing walls. I did a yeah. rock climbing wall once. It wasn't pretty. Didn't end well. I do not so, believe that. I'm, 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 it's, it's like I got every, my feet are too big. Like it's just, I couldn't, when you have like these little piece yeah. of rubber sticking out, <laughs> you got to try to pull yourself up. Yeah. I was like, wow. But uh, hostels. Now, when you say the word hostels, a lot of people think of the, 
horror film and how terrible hostels are. Basically, uh, explain in your own words what if if someone were like, what is a hostel? Like, what what is that? Um, I would say a hostel is pretty much where if, if you're traveling quickly and affordably, like it, you are really traveling on a budget, then um, a hostel can look like anything, depending upon the country you're in. But it's a bunch of people bunking together. Um, I've never had an issue with hostels. Um, my friends have never had issues with hostels. But it's basically like communal bunking in a way. I've never uh, had to explain it, so I don't really know the... Giant, a giant room filled with bunk beds. Yeah. You, you pay like a couple bucks and they go find a bed. It's super cheap. It's really yeah, cheap. That's that's pretty much it. But it's different for every country, though, because Switzerland, um, hostels there, number one, are gorgeous, at least in, in uh, Lauterbrunnen. Beautiful hostels. They're like little chalets. They're gorgeous. And so you could have some rooms where they have like 20 bunks and then some where they have maybe two or three. Um, so I would say like every country and even every, um, you know, county in that country is going to have a different take on their hostel situation. Yes. So Asia's hostels. They don't really call them. They call them uh, capsule hotels. That's an interesting watch on YouTube. I wish I was a YouTube recorder back in those days when I went to Asia. And for like $15, uh, you can you can get into like a tube. It's like <laughs> tons of tubes. And you like you pay like they have them in the airport in Japan and other places, too, where you you some of them are almost you just put money in and it'll be like all right you're to b1 so you go to b1 they, you get a little locker to stick your luggage and then b1 opens up and you just crawl in and you it's, it's literally okay so two. the like i i've not done much travel around asia so what i'm envisioning is like a morgue is this like you're literally getting into like a tube like a morgue uh, it's like you're getting into a like a like a washing machine like uh oh or gosh. a dryer with the big window now, do they it's, come in like size extra small to extra large if you're tall? Um, they're all. Some of them are bigger than others, yeah. But yeah. It's like all the same. It's like all the same. Um, it, yeah. Like you get what you pay for. There's some that are a little. They're a little more expensive than others because, like, you could pay like, uh, I don't know, like th like thirty five dollars. And it includes like a meal. And then when I mean meal, it means like maybe like some ramen noodles or a big bowl. Right. Of rice. So yeah. it's like, so you get that. Uh, some of them come with internet, some don't. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, interesting. It was an interesting thing to do. I, I would do it again. I felt because once you shut the door, like I fit. So one of them was a little snug, but once you shut the door, it. Uh, it, it locks yeah. and, and your stuff is locked and you get a key and everything. So And it's it's personal preference too. Like for me yeah. traveling, if I travel solo um, as a woman, I'm actually more comfortable camping um, alone than I am staying in a hostel alone. But that's just completely personal preference. Um, you know, there are other women who who I know who through hike um, or backpack and they stay at hostels, no problem. So it really is just your comfort, you know, what you become comfortable with and um, the food at Switzerland hostels, by the way, you are usually they're like cheese, that really thick cheese that they serve. I don't remember the name of it. And then in the morning, they would give you like this homemade thick hot chocolate 
that's basically just like a block of chocolate that they um, melt at the bottom of a pot and stir with steamed milk. And I mean like very fresh milk, like there are cows walking down the street, so very fresh milk. Yeah. So we're going yeah. there next, right? Oof. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, Wait until you see photos of Lauterbrunnen. So Lauterbrunnen is, I believe it's 72 waterfalls. Um, and that's where the Via Frata yeah. is, where it's a 2,000 foot um, hike on the side of a cliff that I'm dying to get you on. It's amazing. I, see, you hear this? She wants to get me on a cliff. Makes me nervous after I sign papers. Yeah. So makes me uh, waiver than the view. <laughs> makes me just a little nervous. But so you went through Europe. You also spent some time in Israel. I lived in Israel. Mm -hmm. how, how was how was that? Um, Israel is by far places. Um, I in a heartbeat. I was there um, in 2014. I happened to be there during the Hamas um, conflict that broke out that summer um, and cut my trip short. But um, Israel is amazing. Everything that you read about just the history of Israel and the biblical significance and the beauty of Israel, it's that and then some. What was like, what's, what's your typical day in Israel like? You're away from home, you decided to move there. Like, yeah. like wake up have coffee and then like take tours or like how like what uh what so was i a was typical day for mckenna over there i was based well every day was different for me i don't think that i've ever had a typical day um literally every day of my life is very different mm -hmm. um so in israel i lived in tel aviv and i worked in um jaffa past the old port of jaffa um so it was a few miles off. So what I would do is in the mornings, you you nailed it. I would get coffee um, from a local coffee shop, go get food from like the local falafel place. I tried to really shop locally. It was so much fun getting to know the locals just by actually, you know, shopping with them or going to the, the local cafes. And then um, you can catch a bus to drive you up through Jaffa. But instead, I would walk the coast of the Mediterranean every day to get to work. Um, and that was one of my favorite experiences because every day I was immersed in this beautiful mosaic culture of Israel and got to meet the fishermen and, you know, people who work in Jaffa and these uh, beautiful little shops, um, people who work the bazaars and it was, it was phenomenal. Um, I finally kind of got to a point where people knew me and where I knew them. And so I was kind of blending into the local culture. My goal, one of my goals being there was to, um, work on Arabic. And instead I probably learned more Hebrew than I did Arabic. Um, so that was a fun surprise. Yeah. I was trying to kind of blend into the culture, speaking as much, you know, the local um, languages as possible instead of standing out as an American. And um, it was just phenomenal. Okay. So shifting gears a little bit, most people would see a woman your size and tell you, you should not do these things because the risk factor is probably, I'm just throwing out a number, probably tr triple than, than, than me. If like, if, if me and you went to the same place at the same time, 
a lot of people would say the risk and hey, we didn't know each other but we're all you know uh just doing it by ourselves the the risk factor for you would probably be almost triple as far as danger getting hurt something happening kidnap all that stuff than it would be for me but you know like how did you obviously people told you that i'm sure they told you that yes yeah. no i mean yeah. like what was like what explain like how do you shake that off like how like what was like how do you not live in fear of you know like what was it that you know i mean I, when i left like just for instance when i left, i'll let you think about that for a second but when i went i went to when i started traveling going to different countries to work i never stayed in the city area i was always out in the rural areas and we did a lot of construction work and stuff like that it wasn't until I got into the city areas where I, it was a lot more dangerous for me. It was funny, like not the rural areas, but it wasn't until I got to Haiti that my family was like, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to go. Don't ever go. Don't go. Don't go. And it was just a nonstop. Don't go. Don't. It was pounding. And I, I went anyway and nothing happened. Uh, got sick a couple of times, but that's a given. And eventually after several years of being there, I convinced members of my family who never left America before to get a passport mm. and come visit me uh, in the country that they swore would kill me. And uh, for whatever, for whatever reason, and their eyes were open to like, wow, we were, we were wrong. So, yeah. and I always tell people, I said, it doesn't matter where you go, whatever country you go to, even in America, there's just places in America you just don't go mm -hmm. because of the danger. Like you just, you, you just have to be smart. And there's, it's like that all over the world. So, but what yeah. was it with you? Like, you know, you're very young woman alone, don't know the language, don't know the culture. And it's like, I'm going to go, I'm out. Yeah, um, it's a good question. And I, I don't think it's a black and white answer. I think there's a lot of pieces no. to it. But no. I think first and foremost, stopping and considering what it is you're afraid of mm -hmm. is important. Is it something that's a rational fear? You know, is it something that does elicit, um, you know, precautionary steps that you should take? Or is it just something that you're afraid of that you can work through? Um, and then also, what is your purpose to choosing whatever it is that's pushing you past that comfort zone? If you have a purpose that oversees that fear, that purpose should win out bar none. Um, you know, it's something that you can chip away at that fear to go after that purpose. So to put it in very practical terms, um, I'm five foot two. For anyone who doesn't know, I am very tiny. Um, and I think for me, there are certain steps if you want to travel alone as a woman that you can take. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is fantastic. Um, learning how to use a gun is fantastic. Um, learning basic, you know, just skills with weapons, knives, that's great. Learning self-defense is fine. Um, and I think that if you're going to travel alone, just basic self-defense makes sense. Um, and then I think also learning street smarts. I think for me, when I've traveled alone, like you said, there are certain places that I just wouldn't go. You know, there's no reason to go. It would be pretty idiotic. Um, but then also you just, 
I don't know, you learn the lay of the land and you just be be smart about it. Um, so when I lived in Israel, I started with, you know, I didn't just dive in and go everywhere alone. Um, I started small. So I started with just my route to work from my apartment and I would choose a different route. So I wasn't walking the same route every day. Um, and I would get to know those areas, you know, and then get to know some locals. I got to know local women. I would ask them, hey, where do you recommend going? Where do you recommend I, I shouldn't go? Um, learning basic language in the place you're in makes a lot of sense. Um, learn keywords that could be life-saving in a terrible situation, you know, things like that. Um, so I think taking precautionary steps like that that are just very practical is great. Um, having said that, I think not letting yourself get stuck in fear is so vitally important. You know, life lived with purpose is not safe. Um, and I think for me, I've always been more afraid of settling and more afraid of losing myself in just mediocrity than I have of taking a risk to go after what I want. And so for me, the things that I'm in love with, which are exploration and travel and pushing myself physically and mentally, they've always been more important to me than, than the risks at hand. Um, so I think if you're practical about it, but you also are very clear on your purpose, you know, it's, that's how you navigate that. Yeah. I, I think it's start, like you said, I think it starts like baby steps. Uh, I, I believe that we set ourselves up to live in such a safe environment that we, we forget to challenge ourselves. Like for instance, like even in America, you can buy houses in gated communities, on top of gated communities, they want to sell you the best home security. They want, and, and that's fine. You want to protect your family and all that stuff. And that's, and that's absolutely, there's got to be a point where you have to shake some of that fear off to really take a step and understand what living life is all about. And I'm not yeah. saying go to like the worst neighborhood and walk around and be like, all right, I'm like shaking off my fear. I have to be smart with it. But I mean, like you said, even whittle it down to just trying to attempt something that you possibly might fail at. Yeah. Whether, you know, uh, and it's not even about traveling for for me. It's like it's the same way. I caught the bug and it was like, I love uh, I love the journey more, almost more than the destination. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it yeah. is. I, and I'm, it's not everybody that's like that. It's I know it's me. It's like preparing, packing, getting on the plane, wondering who I'm going to bump into. How do I get there? The first time I went to, uh, to China years ago, uh, they, I was in charge of a group of 15 people, 15 teachers, and I have never been there. And it was like, once we got off the plane, I had literally, I didn't know where to go. I didn't understand anything. I didn't know where our luggage was. I didn't know anything, but it was, it was like, okay, like you don't panic, you don't swell up in fear, you don't like, you don't shake up, you just, well, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. And now it was like on trip number six that I that I took over to China, it was like, oh, I know right where to go. I know who to talk mm -hmm. to. I know where things at. Boom, boom, boom. And we're like, we're like ready to go. Real quick, uh, let me just read some of these super chats. Thank you guys so much for the super chats. We'll try to get to all of them. And I see... Jane Theory and Snow and a bunch of other people posting links in the chat. I really appreciate it. 
Uh, Martin for five says Hajabi Gamer really wants to do a podcast with you. I did. I reached. I talked to her, Martin. Uh, but yeah, she. I, I learned all about that. Anybody who suggests that on Twitter got banned. Right, right. Uh, I'll get to that. Thank you so much for the super chat and my man X-wing for five dollars talking about the Rogue One poster behind you. Uh, really wants that poster. So a lot of people are just fangirling. McKenna is the best. Look at McKenna. Look at this. McKenna. All right. Well, enough of that. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's the best. Yo, this you for five says, Jay, that blade I sent you could save you from a bear. Good luck getting it through customs, though. Ha ha. Yeah, that was the interesting <laughs> thing. It's when I started telling people that some random person I met, um, is going to take me camping and I don't know what I'm doing. People started sending me all kinds of equipment. <laughs> they did. I remember. And people, um, people were sending me some friendly warnings of, Hey, if Jay doesn't make it out, you know, we'll find you. We'll track you down. I was, I was like, like, Oh man. I was like, leave McKenna alone. It's okay. My man. What's up? Thank you for the $2 super sticker. And Hawk Davidson said, God bless you, Jay. You're a great, wonderful man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the, thank you for the love, everybody. Um, and people are also talking about your Instagram. You can find McKenna's Instagram in the description below and our mods are putting it in there where you can see photos of different adventures. Some outtakes of me, I think are still up there somewhere yeah. and all the other stuff, all the other stuff that, uh, that you're doing. Um, a trouble green says, I wish I didn't let anxiety get the best of me when I travel, but I almost fall apart. If you had something to say to her. Did you ever have yeah. to deal with that, like over, like anxiety or especially well, think, when traveling? It's I know it's different for every person. Yeah, but it's still like you said, it's baby steps. So, well, I think you know, fear is just part of human nature, um, mm -hmm. and and fear is meant as information. You know, obviously to tell you if you're need to take um, a different route, but I think um, it goes back for me, it's taking baby steps. But when I say that, I don't mean jump into something and it has to be terrifying and it has to catapult you outside of your comfort zone. I mean, choose challenges for yourself that are things that you think that you might be able to fall in love with. You know, um, this doesn't have to be something that is hard and scary. It can be something that is really fun and there's ease to it. Um, so for example, you know, you guys know I'm a climber. So if you're like, man, I, I could see myself getting into climbing, start small, just find a local gym, find one of the smaller local gyms, um, go there early in the morning when there's very few people there, um, go up to an employee and just ask for a tour. You don't even have to climb that day. Just ask for a tour, get to know but, the gym. But Kenna, some people are afraid to do that. Yeah, I know. I, yep, <laughs> I get it. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, if you're afraid to do that, Jay, then start there. And then little by little, you know, um, and then introduce yourself into the sport, start to get to know people, you know, that whatever that you have an interest in, just start to give yourself small challenges. Um, I mean, I, I've done that my entire life. And that's the only way that I've actually, um, you know, traveled and explored as I started small, started with things that I was just comfortable enough with to see it through to the end. And, and yeah. doing that, your comfort zone expands too. It's amazing. Yeah. I just was like, I just wasn't smart. I just, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Yeah. You know, 
like, hey, you want to go to Haiti and help after the earthquake? And I'm like, oh, sure, why not? And when I get there, I'm like, oh, my, this is this is really something. And yeah. then not understanding the language at all. I didn't know people were yelling at me. I just considered that's just how they talked. So it it there was just a lot of. Uh, yeah, it was just stepping out now. I've had some heavy anxiety moments outside the country where I guess um I don't know. It's just sometimes I bring up Cambodia a lot, but there was there was uh, some moments where you just felt like things weren't things just didn't feel right, you know. And it just was like I have to I have to get yeah to, things back on track, you know. I was like I have to I have to put things um, back on track, and I've had some nervous feelings. I I went to some places where I felt unsafe. I went to. You know, I've had some scary moments. What about yourself? Was there was there ever a moment? Did you have like one or two where it was like, whew. yeah. Um, so I, I I probably should not be telling you this before you've signed the waiver, but when I travel abroad for whatever reason, I end up in the worst situations haphazardly. By an, I do not mean to. It's completely by happenstance. But um, so when I was in Portugal, I ended up in a flood. I mean, literally was flooding the streets, cars were underwater, um, and then a protest in, within the same day. Um, I had just landed there. I had no idea that any of that was happening until I arrived. Um, same thing in Hungary. I went to Budapest and I ended up in a, a protest. Um, Israel. Well, why, why, I'm, I did not, forgive me for cutting you. What you don't understand is protests and these other countries are like deathly violent. Oh yeah, no, I uh, yeah. The protests in Haiti, like people would die, like they they did so many deaths uh, yeah. because of protests. So I just wanted to. Yeah, no, I mm -hmm. now the good thing is when I had those experiences, I had traveled enough to kind of know how to handle that quickly and effectively. Um, and I am not saying just go buy a ticket abroad. Um, you know, I'm yeah. saying again, start small. Um, Peru, I ended up in a hospital in the middle of the Andes. I still don't know where the hospital was. Um, that ended up being an amazing experience though. I have so many stories just from that alone. Um, Israel, the bombings were big. So I, I think for me, handling those situations, again, I had worked up to those situations. So I, there was never a moment where I really felt like I was in a, um, a bad situation, but I think there are two moments abroad that I remember being afraid. Um, one was in Germany. I had, I was exhausted. I had been in Germany, solo traveled for a few days and I accidentally slept through my last um, train ride back to Switzerland. It's while I was living in Switzerland. And I caught just a Hail Mary train ride to a local station. And I ended up in this station that was practically abandoned in the middle of the night. And um, I found a security guard who spoke French. I spoke barely enough French to speak with him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're the last one here. There's no trains going out for the rest of the night. But why don't you just go over to that bar over there? Um, those guys will help you out. So, OK, um, you know, thank you. So I walk across the train station and it gets pitch dark. There's no one else there. It's just me. Um, and this is one of those moments where you go, wow, I was I was an idiot. This was all self-inflicted. Um, 
but I walk over across this courtyard. It's raining, by the way. So I walk into the rain and there are all of these guys who are out at like 1 or 2 a.m. completely belligerently drunk. And a couple of them saw me. And that's the only situation I've ever had abroad where it was a little bit scary because they saw me and they started to run my way. So I ran back across the train station, um, went upstairs, waited until they had left the train station, found a security guard, and he put me up in an abandoned train for the night, and I slept in the luggage cart. So that, yeah, I had a couple of like heart beating fast moments at that point. Um, But again, self-inflicted, I could have avoided that whole thing. Mm. I slept past my my train. Um, The other one was the bombings in Israel. I, again, lived in Tel Aviv. I had been told that the chances of there being any kind of air raid or car bomb or anything like that, it hadn't happened for a long time in Israel. So it should not have happened in 2014. But happenstance, um, I ended up being in the middle of, um, of bombings. And the first bombing, I did not know if the bombs had struck the city or if they had been intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome overhead. And so... After that first bombing, I was at a stairwell with an Israeli woman. After that bombing, I was trying to figure out, you know, were there people on the streets dead or had it been intercepted? And that was just the only other moment I can think of that was a tough moment. Um, So other than that, I swear my travels have been fun. Yeah, that's... uh... I I don't think I could top that, but... uh... Do you still want to travel with me, Jay? (laughs) My biggest fears, and I don't know if you have any, or scariest moments is when I ate food I probably shouldn't have eaten. Yes, now that's scary. I can almost tell, too. It's like, okay, no problem. Uh, I was in Sri Lanka. We were out in the middle of nowhere, and they made some tea. And they gave it to, like, all of us. And I'm just like, I drank the tea and I looked around and, and the guy with us was like, his eyes got big and I'm like, yep. well, that's just great. So everybody else kind of dumped it out and I, and I could literally <laughs> feel whatever was happening. And it wasn't good. Oh, I was God. like, well, something's happening and uh, I don't know what to do about it. So I got like massively sick for two days. Oh, uh, it's that sickness where <laughs> I mean, I don't have to get gross, but. It, it's not fun. That's what's in the hospital. Or anything. Yeah. It's just like you're vomiting like every five seconds. And, yeah. you know, and you're, it's like, do you want to go to the doctor? And you ask like your translator, should we go to the hospital? And he's like, uh, yeah, you don't want to go to the hospital here. Just, just, yep. just stay in your room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, you don't want to go to the hospital. So just trust people go in and they never come out. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's 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 like that kind of party. So you have to it it's just trial and error of like learning. I had no idea why I drank that. Like I knew better. It's it's again self-inflicted. Yeah. It was like I knew better. You don't you don't accept stuff you don't know, you know, and like just just go for it. Part of it or, is habit though. You know, you you're, you have to learn a new set of habits when you're in a different country and that takes time, you know, and sometimes it does take an experience like that where you're like, well, I will never do that again. Um, well, having said all this, I'm glad we terrified everyone out of traveling. Yeah. Well, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. I, 
Um, I will say I would even, even if those experiences of being sick and I wouldn't trade it, uh, for the world because yeah. I, and I, I would love to, to hear some of your highlighted places that you go. I know for me, for what I, one of the weirdest stories that ever happened was it was my fifth, fifth trip to Beijing. I was taking the team to the Great Wall of China and it was really, it was, it was, it was about 35 degrees. It was really cold. And that was really cold for me. And when we get there, it was close to the general, it's been, it was closed for a month because of snow or something like that. And I was like, Oh man, like I really wanted, you know, I really enjoy going. And when I got there, they said there was nobody around and there's usually like a million people. Like I have photos, like the early photos, you see all these people, there was nobody there. And (laughs) I went up and I was like, do you guys open today or tomorrow? And they're like, no, we're closed for a month. But the guy there recognized me from like a year ago when I was there. And he goes, oh, yeah, you, you bring the teachers and stuff. They're like, we'll let you up. We'll let you up. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. I have like these photos and videos of me walking the Great Wall of China when there's not a soul on it. And I remember posting it on my Instagram and travel agents started sending me email. How did you do this? How is this mm. happening? How is this possible? Can I use this footage for a video? Like It was like it went crazy. But it was uh, we stayed up there for three hours. And uh, it just was, you know, it was one of those amazing moments that yeah, uh, you never want to, you never want to forget. So it was pretty. I can't even pretty, imagine because so many of these places that you see online talk about tourist traps, that unfortunately being one of them. So I can't imagine yeah. having it to yourself, that kind of history at your fingertips. It was really, it was really something. But yeah. what about you? Rattle off some places that were just like. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I feel like I have to redeem some of these stories now that we've talked about all the horror stories. Um, so for me, there's there's actually there's quite a few. Um, everything about Peru was phenomenal. I would love for you and I to, to go to Peru at some point. Mm. Um, so when I said fishing for piranhas, I meant literally fishing for piranhas um, on the Tambopata River near, near the huts that I stayed in. Um, one of my favorite memories ever traveling was learning how to fish for the piranhas because you're literally on this little wooden raft that's been handmade by locals. They throw you out onto the river and like, who knows what is in that river, by the way, I don't even want to know what's in that river. Um, they made sure they, they told everyone like keep your boots on all the way up, to your knees because you if you have the mud on your skin you'll get infected by whatever's in the mud whether it's bacteria or um like organisms it was disgusting so you have all of these like safety protocols that the locals are telling you half in spanish half in english my spanish got really good on this trip let me say Mm. by necessity you know desperation um but you they were telling you you know about the boots and the mud and then they were like don't don't touch the water don't get near the water and they're telling you all these different like spanish names of carnivorous things that can come and, and bite you and it was just crazy but the goal was to fish for piranhas so they had this bucket of bloody meats 
and they had these little wooden poles with fish, um, fishing wire, and we would put the meat on a hook and throw it into the river and just wait. And um, piranhas are, like I, I used to go fishing with my grandfather. I haven't been fishing since. Piranhas are really strong, um, come to find out. They're smaller than I thought, but they're really, they're aggressive. So um, the pole would almost go flying out of your hands whenever you catch a piranha. So you knew when it was a piranha. Um, but anyway, you pull the prana up, they would teach you how to hold it so it can invite you, and you'd pull the meat out and throw it back in. So believe it or not, that was one of my favorite experiences. <laughs> I, won't, I won't throw you into anything like that unless you uh, sign a, a few more waivers, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, See, I, I, I don't know, like fishing for piranhas, like I have a checklist of things I'd love to do. It's not, it's not really on the checklist, you know, it's like, I don't blame you. all I could think of is like, fall in, you know? Yeah. I was worried and, about that uh, too. You know, I'll fall in and that's the end of, that's the end of that. A real quick, a couple more super chats came in. Question for you, McKenna, team candy corn. Are you <laughs> team candy corn or, and, or are you team pineapple on pizza? So I've been asked this before, and I thought I was going to start a war. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm just saying. Let it rip. For all um, I am team candy corn. And I was not paid to say that, by the way. And pineapple on pizza? No, never. Pineapple should never, never belong on pizza. No, no fruit on pizza. I hear you. No. Uh, Ron Cook for five says, Jay, did someone, did someone play a banjo for your camping trip? Uh, no, thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the creative blue collar guy for $10. Thank you so much for the uh, support, everyone. I think we need to see McKenna get back in touch with her musical roots. Uh, John's been vouching for that. So he's a, he's a musician, met him in San Diego, and he has been, like, vouching for this. For you to, uh, like, play some instruments? See, that's the thing. If you – that's why I played the piano, because the last thing I want to do is show up, like, here I am in the middle of, you know, uh, Africa, and they go, oh, you play an instrument? Here's a flute. I was like, no, nah, I'll play the piano. So I'm not going to – I can see McKenna with, like, a pan flute. <laughs> I do not play Montana, flute. you know, like uh, just doing her thing and having birds come down and listen while she's I doing wish that. I would kill the birds if I tried playing flute. Um, no, I actually played the banjo. That was one that I played. So I can bring the banjo and serenade oh, you on the next trip. Wouldn't you love that? I would not. Uh, Trouble Green for $2 says, McKenna, would you do Macho Picchu? Did I say that correctly? Macho Picchu. Yeah, so I actually um, had the opportunity to to do Macho Picchu. I did the Inca Trail. Um, they have since, I don't think entirely shut it down, but they have barred it from most of the public. So I am so grateful that I got to go and got to see it. Um, that was actually the day after I got out of the hospital. I stayed in the hospital that night from food poisoning and like seven other random things. And then just by the grace of God and um, and the doctor, who was incredible, made it to Machu Picchu the next day. Um, and again, just a, a favorite memory of mine. Um, I would go back in a heartbeat. How, uh, how many days... 
does it take for you to get all like I got to get out? Oh, daily. Because traveling is addictive. I think you mean hours. Oh, hours. Oh yeah. If I'm if I'm in for more than a couple of days, I lose my mind. So it's time to go. Yeah. And I I think that is. I, if people start to do those type of things, they'll realize how amazing seeing the world and seeing different people, even local, like, like locally, like McKenna came to Florida and I took her to St. Augustine. We were in St. Augustine. It was her first time there. Yeah. And we only got to see about 10% of everything there, but it was cool. We found like a local coffee shop we went to every morning. Um, and we just did, we just did different things and we stayed a lot around the castle there in the front. But the sad reality is that Americans, only 10% of Americans have a passport to travel. And after these past two years, it, it seems like probably a lot less people are, are not willing to take a chance to, to see the world or anything like that. Now, when I, when McKenna was taking me, when I found, found out she was taking me to California, my thought process was, oh, great. I'm going to California. Yeah. What, what's good in California. All I could think about is, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi and all that stuff and all the trash and all this and that. I didn't think, but where she took me was Mount Whitney and we got to a certain place and it was just, it, it was it's amazing how beautiful, you know, it's, I've seen a lot of stuff, but that, that was unbelievably beautiful. And you, you remember there was like some times where I'm like, I just don't want to leave this spot. Yeah. Like it just, I need this like right now. And even we were there right before they had, like right after they had a bunch of fires mm -hmm. and as oddly enough, even that area was, was had a, interesting beauty about it like, yeah with all the all the trees being burned and everything it, it, it's as sad as that is but it was just like um it was pretty uh it was pretty beautiful like just to see just to see nate i guess nature at, at its worst and best and because we really got two different tales of of how beautiful california is and it it, it saddens me that more people won't travel and so i hope by introducing them to you by this world like being introduced to to you they will see like there's no excuse you know there's no excuse if you really want to get out there and do something yeah you, there's uh, so many beautiful places just in the united states well what would um, you say to someone they're like i would love to but what how do i start what's the first thing i should do like where what i don't even know how to pack for it i don't even know you know, I would love to yeah. see it, but I don't know where would I go. So an advantage now, and we did not have this advantage even five or six years ago, because I used to travel by compass and atlas and mm. actual maps, if you guys can believe it. Um, but now there's so many resources on YouTube alone for packing. And I mean, every detail you can imagine how to pack a backpack. Um, you know, what to pack for different seasons. You can even, there are apps now that, that tell you the different hiking trails um, or different sites to see in different areas. So any resource that you can imagine, it exists. Um, 
And then Jay, on your website, we're working on our own, you know, information as well for the train that you and I go to. Um, so if you want to dive into traveling just the United States to prepare for that, you can find everything that you need online now, which again, did not, it was not the case five years ago. Um, and then I would say, find a place that honestly excites you. Um, yes. and maybe just start somewhere close by, um, you know, for a lot of people, there's something beautiful within a three hour radius. Um, so just start somewhere close, find something that really does excite you and then do a day trip, you know, pack your car. Um, and just know that it is trial and error and it's a lot of just, um, trial by fire. You're going to be learning a lot as you go. And that's normal. The good thing about travel and about hiking and backpacking and camping, um, most people who do it are sweethearts and they're more than happy to help someone who's new, um, to learn. I mean, even online, you reach out to a backpacker and say, hey, man, how did you pack for this trip? You know, I'm just getting into this. I like to learn more often than not. They, they help you out. Um, so just be willing to be a student and to dive in and teach yourself and know that um, it's normal. If you look like an idiot at first, it's completely normal. Again, I have so many stories um, that prove that. Do you, but do you think because national parks and stuff were shut down, that did more of a harm? Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Then uh, good. Um, yeah, absolutely. There was no need for national parks to be shut down in the first place. I mean, they're outdoors, for crying out loud. Um, and I do think that for people, that that was tough, you know. Um, having said that, now that things, now that we've kind of been through the ringer um, and people have been cooped up for so long and people are, are getting a little tired of it, um, I actually think that you're seeing more people go to national parks and more people get outside than um, in the past. So I think it's actually had a, an opposite effect. It it, it was. Uh, I remember when the original lockdown, like the original, like when President Trump was like, two weeks, guys, two weeks, we're shutting down. We want you to stay in your house two weeks, just unless you're getting groceries. And... Man, it was like six days, and I was like, I can't do this no more. I had to go outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to go outside and take a walk, like just to get outside. You know, I, I'm like, I don't know how people do it. You know, like just and, and creating a an entire generation or whatever it is of people that would rather just sit and not do anything. You know what I like? Not yeah. do anything. It's it's uh it 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 was sad to me and that's the one reason why i reached out to mckenna was like i really hope to inspire people to get out of their house and go see how beautiful the world is because the world the world is uh it's a beautiful place I, and if you get stuck in on twitter on social media on the news they will tell you that it's a terrible place and that it's ugly, but I, I, I'm telling you, I disagree. There is so many beautiful things and beautiful people and so many, uh, it's just it, out there to go see and, and it never stops. You know, I've been around the world twice and I still haven't seen it all. You know, I'm ready to go again this time with a camera is what I tell people. Yeah. And I, I'm not even close to, to visiting the places that I want to see or, or, or the experiences that I've had. Um, so one of my greatest joys is taking people, you know, I was taking people to Haiti and to El Salvador and let them 
experience the culture and the food and the beauty and seeing life differently than how it is here in America uh, with everything that we have going on. You know, we have so much equipment from cell phones, computer. I mean, so much to keep us busy and occupied. Yet you go to these other places that have a lot less and they just seem to be a lot more happy, (laughs) a lot more happy. And you just kind of like, why is that? You know, why is that? Hmm. That's, that's the question. So, so coming up in the future. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, um, to talk about our, our trip in Nevada, I think that's, I was so impressed with your passion behind that trip because you, and we, we talked about this in our last live stream that we did, the talk about throwing yourself in, you had never, from what I remember, never gone camping, or it had been a long time since so you'd gone camping. You had certainly never gone camping, just sleeping on a tarp in the middle of the mountains. Oh, we um, like a Winnebago, so. Yeah, yeah. Air well, you're television. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Glamping. <laughs> um, but you threw yourself in for the sake of showing others, you know, people that you care about that it's, you can do it. You know, if you have a, a goal and objective that you've had on your mind for a while, I know for you, you've wanted to travel the United States for a long time and get, get back onto that. Um, you threw yourself in to show others that it can be done. And I think that the heart behind that trip is perfect timing because so many of us are just kind of done with being told what to do by our government and being shut indoors and whatever. And then you're going to see more and more people just ready to break free. And I think that's why the entire rebellion movement is so beautiful. And for you wanting to travel, you know, I think it's, it's fun to, to show what's out there and it's really, it's easier to jump into than um, a lot of people assume. And that's exactly, uh, exactly, exactly. And so speaking of like jumping into, uh, what, what, what is the, what's this coming year hold for the McKenna travels? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What do you want to see? I mean, where are we going to go? Cause I'm dragging you to most of these places. Yeah. So can we make the big announcement yet? Oh, of course. Okay, so um, I've had a lot of people reaching out asking where our first big location is for 2022, Rebellion Expeditions, Jaywalking the Planet. I am headed to Alaska in March, Mm. and this man is going to fly up and come hike Alaska with me. Yeah. So we are figuring out exactly what that's going to look like. If it were up to me, I would drag him to every corner of Alaska, (laughs) including Kodiak. but I think you'll probably be up there for like a week or so. So we're going to, yeah. uh, and we're talking like winter. This is Alaska in the winter. Most people don't go to Alaska in March. So um, very excited. I know, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I'm already cold thinking about, I have a hoodie on. I'm in Florida and I'm like, I'm already cold thinking about Yeah. Uh, Alaska. But I just always wanted to go. I've never been. It's uh, never unbelievable. Been. Um, so for me this year, I last year had actually planned to move to nevada i mean had toured an apartment was ready to move bought my dishes for my kitchen um and then with crazy politics and um some of the the wildfires that had evacuated locals that i knew i put that on hold we've been traveling since and this year i'm planning on jumping locations so alaska hopefully montana after 
Um, and I have quite a few other locations in mind. So this entire year, I plan on just kind of living in different states. Um, and then obviously for us doing expeditions, that's going to play right into that. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, of course not. But that's, <laughs> uh, I think McKenna gets more nervous about me than, you know, anything that she has to deal with. It's more like, is Jay, is Jay over there? Is he okay? Is, uh, <laughs> as long as you're still breathing, I'm, is he I'm good. Die? Like, like, you know, is he... Is he going to, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the whole, like the, one of the big reasons for jaywalking the planet YouTube channel and the website. And if you haven't been over there, you could sign up for our email list. McKenna is writing a lot of amazing articles over there about travel, about products, about things you could use, about how to get started. There's, it, she's got like uh, a whole list of things that on top of everything else that she does, she's trying to get stuff over there. And I also have other people at, um, Miss Martin Muse is in the chat also. Uh, she's writing stuff over there as well about her travels in other places and things like that. So we're, we hope with the Jaywalk and the Planet, not only are you entertained by these uh, documentaries type videos of the travels of me and McKenna, but it also inspires you guys to just get out and, and see the world for yourself. Like at the end of the day, I really feel like that is... Uh, that is something that you will treasure forever is, is just getting out and and just getting in your car and just going. Uh, Ron for $5 says, if it drops below 70 in Florida, we panic. I learned yeah. that in Nevada with this man. Yeah. I don't remember. I think it was um, 30, 32 one night. It was cold. Um, I was cold. Yeah. You, yeah, you were dying. Handled it like a man, but you were dying. I tried to play it off like I was okay, but you, yeah. she could see. She's so we, shaking. It would have been colder had our original plan worked out. We kind of told this story on the last live stream, but we were going to camp up in the mountains, um, yeah. closer to Whitney Portal. And someone, I've never had this happen, but someone stole our campsite. And I we waited for, what, 30 minutes for the camp host, could not find the man. And... Uh, other campers were like, yeah, we haven't seen him since morning. So you and I decided instead of waiting around, we would head back down to the desert and camp down there. Um, turns out that was a godsend because um, the storm hit that night, only hit the mountains, did not yeah. hit the desert, and they were freezing their rears off up there. We were cold enough as it was, so I was, we were lucky. Uh, someone asked in the chat, maybe the cold will keep Jay's pizza in a bag, last funky. Yeah, I will never eat. No pizza in the bag when we were at walmart and i saw that i was like this looks so good like it's got to be cool and no mckenna warned me she goes you do not want that you don't want that and i was like but look at the picture no it looks good and it was not good i was all excited when it was cooking when it was all this but it smelled we, disgusting so i cannot even imagine how that's it tasted true. it was pretty bad it was so bad Cleared uh, out the campsite pretty quick. <laughs> kept the bears away. <laughs> probably, definitely probably kept the bears away. That's yep. uh that's for sure. But it was it it was an amazing like I think our destination to get to the mountains of California was was just as fun. I flew McKenna into Orlando. We went to a what do you call those stores? Camping stores? Yeah, we went to REI. 
which is a camping like floor. A, yeah. So well, it's camping, hiking, kayaking, mountain biking, like anything that you can imagine. I bought it. like winter gear, like heavy winter gear, just yeah. in case. And I got the bags. I got everything that I that she she asked that I get. And uh, then from there, I sh- I toured her around Orlando for a little bit, and then she went back. And then we went to. She picked me up from Vegas, and. This is the biggest thing I could ever say if you plan on going on a trip. Don't spend four days and nights in Las Vegas before you plan on hiking up one of the biggest hills ever. Because no. <laughs> she was, McKenna was watching my live streams from Vegas and she kept texting me, hey, drink, hey, drink water. Hey, 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 Jay, I see what you're doing over there. Yep. You, do you know what's coming? Do you know what's coming? Like, you better drink some water, man. Like, you better, you better, uh, get a little ready like maybe get some sleep uh because i'm on my way and and we're we're going right into it so i was watching the live streams from vegas and i was sending you photos of mount whitney to remind you or actually i wasn't sending you like mount whitney i was just sending you mountains because you still don't know where we were going but i was like listen i'm taking you to the mountains somewhere this is the train you're about to have to survive so i i have i have to make sure you get out in one piece so you have to make sure you're drinking water and getting sleep. I was mothering you like no other on that trip. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then I, I, I don't think. Uh, sh- I don't know if she'll ever let me go to Walmart with her again because I was like, I was buying BB guns and all kinds of fun stuff, and she's like, we don't need that. Like, no, no, the BB being- gun. Any other state, I would have been all over the BB gun, but we were going to California, and yeah. I was like, I just don't. They didn't like it. They don't want to deal with like that it. on the trip. Uh, they didn't like it. They they weren't happy with it. I took the... It was funny. We stopped at a post office to mail the BB gun back to my house. And even the lady at the post office was like, you can't bring that in here. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I was like, well, we're going to have to like disassemble it. And, and that we town... Had a, we had to rent a car. So we just had to like take it somewhere yeah. where they would... Well, you wanted to leave it in the trunk. Destroy it, to be honest. So, yeah. You wanted to leave it in the trunk of the rental car. You remember that? I remember that. I didn't know what else to do. Then it's like we had to go out of our way to make sure it was safely gotten rid of everyone. Yeah. Don't listen to all the stories, but yeah. So it. it, We take care of it. That's all you need to know. I know. No, but you wanted to leave it in the trunk, and I was like, "Look, the car is under my name. There's no way I'm just gonna leave it in the trunk." So we took care of the BB gun, um, but the town with the post office, do you remember what that town looked like? I mean, it was like this little town off 395. Um, if anyone's been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's one of those towns. And uh, it looked like a little Clint Eastwood town, John Wayne town. And um, they would not take a BB gun. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, in California. So that's just how it was. I-, I just wanted her to pack it up and ship it back to my house. They're like, nope sorry can't do that i'm like but yeah. i bought it in california like i bought it at your walmart you know but nope. didn't it it didn't matter it did um, not budge. my man for eight dollars australian aiken what's up man he says i wonder if there's cold rooms or freezers you can condition yourself a little in maybe the cold therapy practitioners too i don't know man i'm just gonna have to God will take care of me. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really wanted to go. Alaska's always been on my list because I wanted to see the whales. I wanted to see Alaska. I wanted to see 
it's just beautiful there. Like there's just so much, um, just so much beauty there. And and McKenna is right. If we were going to climb Mount Whitney next month, I would know because I've already done it once. I would know exactly what to pack, what to wear, what. Yeah. Like I like mentally, I would be like, I don't need all this anymore. I could just take this. I don't have to take this. I could take this. I didn't bring this, so I'll bring this instead. And I would be like, like ready. So or, or more prepared. I, not that I wasn't prepared before, but it it's it's just one of those it's just one of those things. You just you um, learn as you go. You know, it's just kind of par for the course. Um, every trip changes you, first of all, and you learn a lot on every trip. I couldn't I couldn't agree more uh on the on the learning aspect there's one like place no in the pizza, world more wag bags wow yeah i called it something else uh, oh yeah i remember yeah, the uh one place you've never gone you would love to go um man that's everywhere that i haven't gone um one place i've always wanted to go um is morocco strictly just for the arabic to hear the Arabic dialect there and uh, try my hand at it. That's it. Um, and also like movies that I've seen that have a Moroccan background. I love Moroccan architecture. So I would love to go to Morocco. Morocco. Mine is Egypt. Mm. Sounds like a Middle Eastern trip to me. Yeah, I want to see the pyramids. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the pyramids. Steve for $5 says, if you two ever want to go to the Neverlands with me, my best friend already said you could stay at his guest house, but you have to be, have to be back. So, yeah, see, we're looking into, uh, I appreciate that, Steve. Thank you. So if we head over to the Neverlands, we'll let you know. Um, but I think my, my main focus is America because I've been to all these other places, but the, uh, I haven't seen a lot of America and I really would love to see a lot more of America, like especially like Montana, Alaska's one. Hawaii, I'd love to go to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be doing a lot of work in Mexico, which they've dropped all their. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Mexico's dropped all their. They dropped all their mandates uh, just recently, so I don't think you need anything to travel there anymore except a passport and. I'll be doing a lot of work in Mexico, which I really, I really loved going uh, there as well. I walked the cities and everything and, and I was fine. Um, but it, it, you know, it was beautiful, but Morocco, I didn't know Morocco would be on that. Yeah. Would be on I was just road. always going, I almost went at one point I should have. Um, Mexico though, I had forgotten that story. I almost got stuck in Mexico mm. because I think I've told you this, but my driver, I went with a couple of friends to Mexico to work on a house and the driver uh, neglected to tell us that he did not have a passport. So we were fine, of course, getting into Mexico, but getting back into the States, we were stopped at the border for, I think it was five or six hours, all of our bags unpacked, the car unpacked, my passport taken. Um, so now I have learned to vet my driver or drive myself. <laughs> you didn't do that before. Nope. Again, live and learn. That was one of my, that was one of my first, um, trips like with friends abroad. What was your, uh, favorite food outside the In state? Mexico? Uh, anywhere. I love Mediterranean food. So, um, in Israel off the Dead Sea, 
there are these restaurants that are phenomenal. Every Mediterranean dish that you can think of. Um, I don't even remember the names of all of them, but any Mediterranean food, I am obsessed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. To this day, I love it. Yeah, weird breakfast with like spinach and all that. Yeah, my rabbit food, as you call it. That's just how I eat. So, all right. So, I will say this: you introduced me to snap peas. Good. Look at that. that. I got snap peas as snacks all around my house. So there you go. Training you up yet? I just didn't like. I never, never uh, processed my brain to go there and go. I like some snap peas. Like you don't say that. I'm like, I want chips. All right. I don't say I want snap peas, but now they they sell them and like this is a Caesar salad flavor. But still, I'm getting there. Yeah, getting there. one step at a time. Exactly. It's baby. <laughs> it's it's baby steps. Yeah. Uh, my favorite food is is uh, in El Salvador. El Salvador had this thing called popusa. It was oh man, these little these little. I don't know. I like tortillas. They they put meat yeah. and cheese in them. They're like twenty cents each. And I'll never, we went right by our hotel. There was this little mom and pop shop that just, that's all they made. They didn't have nothing else. They literally made them for you. And you had, they, they shoved them in this super thin plastic bag, as many as you bought. And if you got too many, it got so hot that the bag melted open because it was so hot. Oh, wow. They, uh, I remember I was with, uh, some people I brought from the States and it was a little later. We had just had dinner and everybody was still hungry because we're Americans and we overeat. And that's just how it is, c- according to what they feed us in, in different places. I was like, oh, let's go see if that place is open. This little sweet little old lady was sitting there and she's just standing there waiting for someone to, to come by. And I'm like, Popusa, you have some? She goes, oh, yes. How many do you want? And she's like, one. You just want one? I was like, I want 100. <laughs> And she's like, no. I was like, 100. I was like, get over here. Tell her we want 100. And I pulled out, like, American cash. Yeah. I was like, how much for 100? Because you're selling them for a quarter. You know? Oh I was my like, gosh. we want 100. So she just, like, she got so excited that she, so she closed, like, her shop in front of us. And I'm like, what? What happened? Mm-hmm. And then the, the transfer was like, no, 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 no. She's shutting down. You shut down her shop. She's going to make the 100 and bring them to the hotel. Oh my god! Like, I was like, so we shut her down for the day. She goes, shut her down for the day. It was so cool. So she put them all in bags of ten, and she brought them to the, you know, she brought them to the hotel, and we, we like gave her this big fat tip, and she was so oh happy. It was god. so cool. I was like, I love stories like that. I like yeah. stories like that. So did you guys eat them all? Yeah, it's like one bite, man. It's yeah. like you know, it's like how many of you? How many of you uh, were in the group? Like six or seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had in my mind, it was like two or three. I was like, wow, that's impressive. Nah, we were just, oh man, we were up late and yeah. it's just, it's just one of those things. But um, it is it's stories just... like that, that you don't, you can never plan, you know, going on a trip that just happens. And it's one of the things that you look back on with just, you know, it's fun, fun memories. So McKenna, what, what keeps you motivated through all this stuff to keep doing that is quite the question um i think i think for me i i've never wanted to live small um Mm -hmm. first and foremost everything for me comes down to my faith 
um, just a firm relationship with God and understanding that you are designed with passions and purpose and you're here to pursue those with everything that you've got. And since I was young, I've always lived by that first and foremost. So I think for me, um, it's funny looking back on my life because it's almost the series of decisions and events that seem unrelated um, when you kind of string them out, string out my timeline. But at the core of all of them are two things, and that's freedom and exploration. And I would say those are the two things that I just feel I was, it's in my DNA. I was just designed with those two motivators. So I think for me, everything that I do has those at the core. So um, if it's something that pushes myself mentally and physically, um, and it's, you know, I get to throw myself outside of my comfort zone, I'm just made for that. So I think for me, I have never felt like the things that I've pursued are particularly hard or challenging because I just feel made for them. Um, I think it's been, I think for me, like it's, it's been the times in my life where I have wanted to build something and I've had this beautiful goal in mind and I hit up against a wall over and over and fail and fail and fail and I'm not seeing the results. Those are the times in my life where I've really had to rely on um, something to motivate me and kind of dig my roots back into my passions. Um, so that's a very roundabout way to say, I, I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. It's a lot. There's a lot that motivates me. Uh, it's true though. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, uh, we can live in the excuse of why we can't do something or we can figure out how to get it done. Even if it's not done, really uh really well uh, a couple questions came in for you my my main man john what's up john uh says mckenna where are you based out of did you get some hikes in while you were in san diego i'm based in tennessee um and on the wrong side of tennessee by the way not in the mountains maybe not tomorrow yeah it's temporarily in tennessee i have a lot of family here um and san diego i did not get any hiking in i thoroughly enjoyed that trip and it was a much more social trip I got to meet John um, and another John and Roman who's in the chat and Max. Um, so I ended up just enjoying the California landscape without any hiking, believe it or not. That's awesome. I blame uh, those guys for not letting you hike because they probably just wanted to be around you. So it was more me kicking my so. feet up and, and calling it a trip. It'll be nice to those guys. I'm just saying. That's just how it is. <laughs> uh, my friend says hot for $5. Thank you, Mr. Wong. How do you budget for these trips? What's the mm. bare minimum amount you have saved for a trip? Excellent questions. Yeah, that's a good question. Excellent. Um, okay, so I'll speak on, on solo trips. Um, so for me, finances are actually a passion of mine. I have always been an entrepreneur at heart. So... Um, I have never actually had to approach trips with a very specific budget in mind, if that makes any sense, just because I've always been building businesses and I've, and I've kind of built my own economy. Um, so having said that, though, I am a very bare minimum for my own trips. I can plan trips with Jay and I down to the detail, but if it's my trips, I'm like, I don't know, here is this amount of money that should cover 
the basics, gas, car, hostel, etc. And I will just kind of throw that chunk at the trip. And then if there's anything left over, put that toward the next trip. And I mean, put this in like a savings account that you do not touch other than for trips. Um, so that's a very, very basic way that I handle budgeting for trips. Jay, do you have anything better than that to offer? Because I'm, I'm not the best at budgeting for um, travel. Uh, yeah, I just usually, if there's some place... So we've had these conversations before. It was like, like McKenna would come to me with three different like places to go. And I'm like, all right, just give me a ballpark right off the start. And then I could tell immediately if I can hit those places. She's like, well, if you go here, it'll be 3,000. If you go here, it's 2,000. If you go here, it's 7,000. If we go all the way to Asia, it's 10,000, whatever it is. So it's like, I'm just throwing numbers out. And I could look at my own personal budget and go, okay, well, this month I could probably do this one. And then we, then we go from there. What we have, cause like, it's, it's interesting because what we tried to do with the first trip in California, I was like, you know what? I'm already out in Nevada. Like I'm already out in Vegas. Can we just plan from there? Like, can we just plan? I'll just get a one way and we'll just one way ticket and we'll plan from there. And like, we try to do stuff like that because it it just works because I do travel a lot, not only for work and, and other stuff like that. And it's like, hey, I'm going to be here since I'm already here. I'll take a couple extra days. Let's do this. Yeah. What would that cost? So it's it's it is a lot um, about looking at your own personal finance. I man, I do not agree with debt or going into debt for a trip. I always like yeah. save up do something a little extra to get a couple extra bucks if you have to and um, do it, do it that way. Again, like we had another trip planned and it was like, let's save our money Mm -hmm. for something bigger. So why don't you just come back to Florida and we'll do St. Augustine, which I I assume you loved. So Mm -hmm. you get to see the dot, like, see, I delivered. That's all I got to say. It's like, she was like, oh, my gosh, if we got to see dolphins, this will be the greatest trip ever. And I'm like, last few hours we were there, I delivered. I think it was 14 dolphins. dolphins. <laughs> yeah, it, that I was just, beautiful. I couldn't get McKenna to leave. She was like watching. Dolphins. I was like, see, I delivered. So yeah. there it was. Um, but, um, yeah. I will say when you're planning in advance for trips, one of the things that I do is if I know I have a more expensive trip coming up, um, I will – put 5% of every paycheck that I get away for that trip and just be very active about it. So um, that's actually helped a lot, but you do have to put the money. And you do have to put the money aside. I believe that's what she was going to say. So while we're waiting for her internet to kick back in. (laughs) Oh, her camera stopped. We'll make sure we edit this out before I put it on Spotify. We'll get to this. If anybody has any questions for her before we go to the extra content, then we will uh, we'll let you know. But and it must have been something I said because she just completely left. John says St. Augustine is a gorgeous city. I'll have to send you both the uh, aerial photos I did. Yeah, I have a lot of friends there because I used to take a lot of kids. That was the that was the one reason, the one thing that I wanted to do is 
is take her to St. Augustine. When I was a school teacher in class, there she is. When I was a school teacher in class, it happens. When I was a school teacher in class, I took a bunch of fifth graders that have never been outside their county. A lot of kids that uh, were, are living in poverty and things like that. And I was able to pull off a field trip to St. Augustine for them for about, I want to say 85%, maybe 90% of those. We took fifth and sixth grade to uh, St. Augustine. They've never experienced that before. And everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, they're not going to behave. They're not going to do this. And I was like, uh, nah, I think they will. I think they're going to be blown. Like just getting in a bus and traveling just blew their mind. And for a whole month after that trip, that's all they talked about. Every little detail. They wrote papers on it. They studied the places that they saw. They did all those things. And it just proved to me that getting out of your area and seeing uh, something else in the world is a is a beautiful is a beautiful thing. So uh, here's a question from Peter says, what is McKenna's favorite national park? He love arches and grand. How do you say that? Tetons. Grand Teton with an S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Grand Tetons. Um, okay. So I would say, okay, I actually go back and forth on this one. I have a heart for Sequoia National Park. I love Sequoia. Um, but I also love Yosemite. I worked in Yosemite for a summer and lived in a canvas tent on property for months. And I think that I'll always just love that place. Um, so yeah, both in California, but I think I think those are my favorites. Um, Arches is beautiful. I have been there. It's gorgeous. Um, Denali. It's hard to choose, honestly. I flip-flop. But I think it's going to have to be Yosemite. I've never been to any of those places. You're going to have to go to all of them this year. It's part of the plan. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy one of those National Park tickets. Don't they sell that? Yeah, you get an annual pass. Mm-hmm. An, an annual, I have an annual pass to Disney. It's, I should get an annual pass to, to yeah. National Parks. And that way, what, you, you get in for free or get in with your pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes there's... Um, Sometimes there's like a parking fee or whatever, but generally it's for free. Interesting. Uh, 19K Foxes, yes, travel really gives you a perspective. Out of, since you've been around the world back and forth, what is it, what, what kind of world perspective do you think you have? Um, I know that's I a think... tough question to throw out there, but it's just like. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you're huge on freedom. For me, I'll answer. I'll answer real quick. For me, it's like it makes me love the country that I live in a hundred times more. Yeah. And when I see people complain about it, listen, we got problems. Absolutely, you're always gonna have problems. We're humans. We're not perfect. We we have flaws. We make problems. America's will never be perfect. But the more I see other countries and the things that they deal with, it makes me love this country even more. That is to me the absolute biggest perspective. I, for me anyway, I have learned from, from traveling. So that for me, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's actually exactly what I was going to say. Um, I think traveling around the world and seeing how people live um, there are, beautiful aspects of different cultures. I mean, rich culture, rich history that that we don't have here in America. Um, 
but also the nonprofit that I, I mentioned briefly that I had started with a woman based in Jordan. Um, I think that was probably the most eye-opening for me because some of the students I worked with, I traveled to the Netherlands um, to host a conference with them. And there were a couple of students that to leave their country, they had to get permission from their government. And one in particular, she was actually risking her life to come to this conference because someone of a, uh, a, a nation in conflict with her country was also um, there. So watching that and having to negotiate uh, some of this, this crazy stuff with these students' governments, it made me so grateful that I live in America. And it made me so grateful that I was born here and um, have God-given freedom that's protected, should be protected by the Constitution. Um, so I think ironically, traveling abroad has opened my eyes to so many things about other countries that I'm forever grateful for, but it's really opened my eyes to how grateful I am to, to be American. Um, Mr. Wong for $5 says meeting so many people have sometimes lost. So meeting so many people, have you lost, uh, sometimes lose faith in people? Meeting so many you know, um, yeah, I think like anyone, I, I hit walls um, with that. I'm also pretty introverted, so I think that that plays into that. But traveling has actually restored faith in people for me over and over and over. Um, because yeah. when you go to another country, you're the outsider stepping into their territory. Um, and when you approach that with humility and gratitude and people welcome you into their homes or their cafes or their shops and they're patient with you as you learn the language. Um, or for me in the, the first um, Israel bombing, the mother uh, that I was in the stairwell with, she had her two sons with her. And I mean, they just welcomed me and the other residents in to the stairwell during a, a bombing. So things like that, when you see people showing just this deep caring for other people. You know, for me, they don't know me. I'm, I'm an American walking around this country, but people have taken me in. Um, it's incredible to see that. And I think it just leaves you with this awe of, of humankind. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It actually put more faith that what we see on the news or Twitter is yeah. like, I'm like, what? Like, what are they talking about? So, uh, it's really good. Well, we're going to end it right there. We've been an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, I'm pretty positive you'll see McKenna again, especially when we get closer to the uh, the trip. But uh, just stay right there. Thank you guys in the chat. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the love. And uh, wherever you're listening, just make sure you leave a nice rating <laughs> or whatever. That's whatever. I'll let the outro say that. Hang out with me, McKenna, just for a minute for more of the conversation. Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the rebellion.